0: You're listening to ReachMD, and this is a Focus on Neurology Brief. Joining the program is Dr. David Weissman, neurologist at Abington Neurological Associates. Dr. Weissman delves into a study about how concussions suffered while playing youth football can lead to lifelong health issues for participants.
1: A study out of Wake Forest School of Medicine by Brahami and colleagues showed white matter changes in 25 boys ages 8 to 13 years over a single football season. This paper joins a robust and disturbing body of literature linking repetitive head injuries with brain changes without clinical concussions. This paper is important in the context of an emerging dementia called chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or CTE. These children got MRIs with special attention to their white matter, a sequence called diffusion tensor imaging, which can evaluate the integrity of the white matter in the brain. The authors knew that's where the money was going to be, thanks to previous work on the subject, which has, time and again, shown that white matter is susceptible to axonal shearing. And the hallmark of traumatic brain injuries is diffuse axonal injury. Over a football season, the authors also recorded head impacts using sensors that measure linear and rotational accelerations of the helmet. Football then provided the head blows. And let's pause for a moment to consider the Wake Forest School of Medicine's IRB. Can one imagine trying to pass a human experimental situation in which children are subjected to head blows and then measure the effects? But it's only within the context of a culture that's going to allow these head blows, which were going to come regardless, that the IRB approved it. These head blows did result in two concussions over a season, and that data was excluded and the technology was able to record head blows within this real-life experiment the football field. And the folks at Wake Forest have studied head impact acceleration levels in practice and game situations in the past. The players endure about 10 impacts every game and every practice. And these head acceleration levels are not trivial. They come in at about 45 G's and that's similar to a moderate speed car crash. Acceleration magnitudes among this age range tend to be lower than high school players, but there are impacts with similar magnitudes, so there's overlap. Two children had the concussions, and they were excluded, but by the end of a football season, children who had more head impacts had greater changes in white matter, and again, these changes were seen without a single clinically diagnosed concussion or any noticeable symptoms. The risk of playing football at this age is not entirely known, but it's growing more ominous. And it must be explicitly said that this study did not demonstrate that those with high head blow burdens are going to get CTE. And there's plenty that we don't know about head blows and CTE. But for all that, this study dovetails with an emerging mechanistic story that's concerning. Subclinical, subconcussive head blows are felt in white matter. The white matter contains microtubules, which form the cytoskeleton of an axon. These microtubules are stabilized by a protein called tau, and the head blow constitutes a single force. We know that force equals mass times acceleration, and the masses between a cell body and the axon are different. So a single force is applied to different masses, and the accelerations are also different. The axon, which is stretched between the neurons, gets stretched and the force is felt at the level of the microtubules. The tau becomes pathologic, and it aggregates into a neurofibrillary tangle, eventually killing the neuron. This is to say that the current hypothesis is that head blows cause CTE. And at this date, that is not at all medically controversial. 91 out of 95 professional NFL players who have come to autopsy have pathologic CTE. It is, however culturally controversial. So in closing, I'd like to return to the point of consent and assent in this study. The folks at Wake Forest are beyond reproach in discussing risks and benefits being in the study. The players and the parents were freely informed about the risks. The authors obtained consent or assent. They had IRB approval for their trial. But what can we say about 6 million other athletes, some well below consenting capacity, who play football every season. George Orwell said, to see what is in front of one's nose needs a constant struggle. And this experiment, minus the MRI data, is being played out by millions every year, and the tangles are forming. And I dare say our culture is not beyond reproach in protecting these children, because once a tangles form, there's no treatment.
0: You've been listening to ReachMD. To access this and other ReachMD briefs, and to download the ReachMD app, visit ReachMD.com, where you can be part of the knowledge. We encourage you to leave comments and share this program with your colleagues. Thank you for listening.